It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, it's a Thursday, one more day and we're into the weekend. It's the 25th of August for 2022. And coming up this morning, we're talking regional New South Wales areas that are now crushing the $1 million median mark. In fact, a lot of these properties are selling well in excess of a million dollars. But what effect is that having on the local market? There is a cost to local communities. And we'll discuss that in just a moment with Alice Stoltz from Domain. We're also going to talk about being 26 years old and having 80 million dollars to slap down on a property in Melbourne. We are in the wrong line of work. If you're celebrating your birthday for today, have a fantastic Thursday. You're sharing your birthday with Tim Burton, the film director. He is turning 63 years old. Elvis Costello, he is turning 68. And frontman Gene Simmons from Kiss, He is turning 73, and tomorrow night, Kiss are playing in Sydney. So if you're going to that concert, it will be a beauty. Kiss know how to entertain. I saw them in 1997, and it's one of those concerts you never forget. So enjoy that, I think, Perth next week. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between, every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. All right, let's head around Australia and check in on your weather forecast on this Thursday morning. And first to Sydney we go, expecting a late shower or two. From the Met Service, they don't tell us exactly when, but a high of 20 degrees. In Melbourne, expecting the showers today to ease and your high of 14. And good morning in Sydney, expecting a top today of 22. Two degrees and mainly fine and sunny Thursday and in Perth expecting mostly sunshine and your high of 23 degrees. It's the Real Estate Podcast across Australia seven days a week. We are just as addicted to property as you are every weekday morning from 6.30. Well, let's talk about stress. It was in our lives well before any pandemic turned up or we knew what the word COVID meant. In fact, we were dealing with everyday stress levels and dreaming probably of a less stressful way of living our life and then getting away from the busy city life, cocooning ourselves in a much, much easier lifestyle. It almost seems, when you think about it, a romantic notion. But the pandemic and the forced lockdowns really did put the blowtorch on this very subject. Suddenly, it seemed like an obtainable possibility. We can have our cake and eat it too. That is, of course, if you got in nice and early, because just like every other aspect of this raging property steroid price hike, so too was the getting away from it concept. So fast forward to where we are right now, 
and we see, surprise, surprise, this getaway is going to cost you plenty. And the other day, Domain revealed regional New South Wales median house prices are north of $1 million. And some of these areas have, in fact, overtaken Sydney prices. So let's bring in Alice Stoltz, Managing Editor of Domain this morning, and catch up with her thoughts. And a very good morning to you, Alice. Welcome back. Good morning, Craig. Great to be with you. You know, it is so true, isn't it? You miss the boat and you pay for it, and this is just another area of dreaming of a of a more of an easier, relaxed lifestyle. It is really incredible to think we now have multiple regional million-dollar clubs. We've always talked about million-dollar clubs in the inner city areas, particularly of Melbourne and Sydney. But to see that now permeating around to the regional areas is quite extraordinary. Yeah, so talk about trying to predict this market in the area. Some did, of course, and they bought very astutely. But in amongst all of this, we must not forget about the locals who have been completely locked out of their own market. That's right. Look, it's an extraordinary situation. And I think one point to press on here is how much Australians love lifestyle locations. And it really shows now that many Aussies are willing to pay a premium for that lifestyle location. And that was really evident during the pandemic with many Sydney and Melbourne city slickers taking their city salaries and moving to the regions. And what's that done? What that's done is really turbocharged the price growth in those areas. And often these residents move there with, with massive sort of pools of equity that they'd made on their properties in the big Sydney and Melbourne markets. And then they took that money and then put it into property in the regions. And now what it's doing is sort of disrupting the locals, so to speak. And that's why I think we're seeing, you know, Byron's new median house price is $1.8 million now, whereas Ballina is $1.1 million. And you can see the areas surrounding Byron, like Ballina, are sort of the ones who are picking up the pieces of those displaced locals who have been sort of forced out of where they were living because they just cannot afford the rent or property prices if they were between houses during this absolute boom time in the regions. Yeah, well said. And what about this situation? I was thinking about this this morning where a family of, say, four, mum and dad, couple of kids, uh, they've been living in the area. Mum and dad bought the property, say, 10 years ago. Loving it. The kids now are of that age where they want to buy their property. And they always thought, well, yeah, we'll probably end up buying a property in the same town as mum and dad. We love it. We've grown up here. It's a really relaxed lifestyle. But now hey, not enough money, can't do it, they're forced to move out. It's a real, really sort of sad situation because often what happens is it's not until those parents potentially are deceased and there's an estate that's carved up and potentially given to the kids that the kids are actually going to have that money and actually sort of reap the rewards, I say in air quotes, of what the parents invested in all those decades prior. But as a, yet again, and what it's doing is really pushing people away from their home, I suppose, of those areas where they grew up, the local country school that they went to that they thought they'd send their children to, the church down the 
the road they might have got married at. They're now really having to go further and further out. And it's not just like what can happen in the metro cities where people might have to go a few kilometres down the road or something, you know, to, to, to a neighbouring suburb. Often in regional areas, people have to go hundreds and hundreds of kilometres away to find the more affordable area that's also accessible to get into and really also one with decent infrastructure in place that they're going to be able to set up a life there. I'm talking good connections to the cities, good medical services and good schools and that for what family they might have. So we're really sort of spreading where we're living further and further afield of what we have for, for many hundreds of years up until now. Yeah, and then you look at the other end of the spectrum, this property, crazy property situation in Turak, uh, these two $80 million, or well, I think one of them was an $80 million property. You, you obviously caught up on this, a lot, of, a lot of money where in that particular $80 million plus, they're going to knock it down and build a new house. It's a staggering situation. And so the, the sale of this property on St George's Road smashed all of the Victorian price records and is actually also the third highest residential sale in Australia history. So it's an incredible situation. The land size itself was around 7,000 square metres. The house is in complete and utter disarray and has to be condemned, basically knocked down and, as you said, rebuilt. But it's just mind-boggling, isn't it, to think we've got people who can't afford rent. If they can afford rent, they can't get a rental. We've got first-time buyers who are priced out of the market. We've got upsizers who can't upgrade in the market. There's not enough stock. And then we have this other area where there's probably not that much oxygen. And they've got people buying houses for over $80 million. Now, these buyers clearly are not impacted by interest rate rises. (laughs) And it's just extraordinary, the breadth, I suppose, of the Australian property market of just how far we've come, for better or worse, that we have just such a huge sort of chasm between either end of the spectrum of of the have and the have-nots in Australian property. You were saying just off air that this is a fairly young individual that spent the $80 million. Yeah, it's, it was bought by Mr Ed Craven, who is a crypto king, I suppose, a millennial businessman, we might call him. And he's around 26 years of age. So it's just mind-boggling. I don't know what you were doing at 26, Craig, but I certainly was not anywhere near buying an $80 million-plus house in Melbourne's most affluent suburb. So, look, good on Ed. And he also apparently purchased one around the corner in March this year for around $40 million also. So... He's clearly going to be making some serious investments in um, construction and building in the years ahead, taking on a project like this. It's a remarkable sale and it's a sort of a once in a lifetime opportunity for him, which is obviously why he's paid such a huge amount of money for that property. Yes, so there are these individuals that are in this position. I mean, Ed Craven is one. Then you look at the local actor turned Hollywood, Chris Hemsworth. And my goodness, I mean, he's doing extraordinary things in Byron Bay. Yeah, and you can see how property is the real sort of jewel in the crown or sort of the marking, people marking their territory, aren't they? Because we, this is another example of someone building an incredible house in that area and really kind of lifting the value of what's, of what's possible and what will eventually transact in that market. But there's a lot of young people with a lot of um, very good taste and who are really enjoying playing the property market a bit like it's a monopoly board, I suppose, and really creating quite exceptional and unheard of prices for property. 
But you are right, Alice, totally right with this divide because, you know, over the last five years, I mean, that divide, that gulf between the haves and the have-nots have just gotten further and further apart, particularly in the last three years. It's a really challenging thing and that's why often we talk a lot about, you know, do first home buyers have it tougher than what people did a couple of generations ago? And they undoubtedly do because with wages growth being so stagnant, inflation being so high and property prices, you know, in some areas of Melbourne and Sydney in particular, rising over 34% over the past couple of years, they're extraordinary figures and we've gone through extraordinary growth in a very short space of time. So it's a really challenging time and I think, and you've got these poor renters at the moment who have got with landlords passing on rent increases to them left right and center the solution in my mind is obviously supply and also governments to intervene further and really look at sort of overhauling taxes around property stamp duty negative gearing things that not many owners want to think about but i think we have a responsibility for the next generations to think we've got to do better than this because if we don't we're just kicking the can down the road further Mm, yeah, so true. All right, well, lovely to talk again, Alice. I guess we can get back to our mundane lives compared to these <laughs> other individuals this morning. Time for a cup of tea, I think. That's yeah. right, Craig. Yeah. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, the Real Estate Podcast. Mm-hmm.